Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Like we said last time, there's nothing better than NFL trades, especially when it involves one of our favorite players, Kadarius Tony, heading to the Kansas City Chiefs for just a third rounder and a sixth rounder. Jordan Schultz had this first of the score. Hayden, we love the rookie season of Kadarius Tony. There's so many layers of the onion to peel back of the giant saga where he stands at this point. But I think the number one question to wrap our heads around is this. If the Chiefs get the real talent of Kadarius Tony on the field, what are they getting? A first-round player, the best wide receiver on the Chiefs. Now, it's going to take some time, I do believe. But last year, as a rookie, he was not healthy for most of the season. But he had 2.7 yards per route run versus man coverage. He came into uh, the NFL as this prospect where they, big debates. Is he just a gadget guy? Could he win on the outside? To me, he's inside-outside versatility. And if you look at those yards per route run splits, if you do it before his injury, it's even higher than that. Like we're talking about like getting close to like uh rare top five, top 10 over the last couple seasons, wide receivers as a rookie. So obviously it's a lot of just the side to side lateral movement, but I actually give him more credit for beating man coverage. He got Trevon Diggs here a couple of times, Marshawn Lattimore, the saints, a lot of man coverage in some of these highlights. I think that if everything clicks, he's the best wide receiver on the chiefs. Obviously there's a ton of caveats that go into that first. He's a special mover. He's unlike a lot of wide receivers out there. And it's why, despite playing four really games during his rookie season, why I was so into it this offseason. Because if you just look at this, you can see a top 20 wide receiver talent out there. Um, now, is he a pristine route runner? No. Is he fantastic on contested catches? No. Does he have a long way to go? Yes. And we haven't seen any of that development in year two. And typically in year two is when we see so much of that development. But for an offense that sets up players to thrive with the ball in their hands, that creates this year more than ever before yards after catch opportunities, they are truly getting one of the unique movers in the NFL. And that's on the surface, incredibly scary for the rest of the league. Um, again, this is complicated because what we know of Kadarius Tony right now is that he has missed all of training camp, all of off-season activities. We knew that when he was on the field, it was as a part-time player, as almost a manufactured touch athlete. And when I posted about my enthusiasm for this trade, it was welcomed with, well, are the hamstrings coming with him? I think you and I have been surveying the league for long enough where we can say this is almost in the gray area of the NFL where it's pretty clear either Kadarius Tony did not want to play for the New York Giants, the New York Giants did not want Kadarius Tony to play for the, the team, or both. Both is possibility because no one who 
had a hand in Tony being a first round pick on this team is even attached to the franchise anymore. Yeah, I completely agree. I think this tweet sums it up. The hamstrings are probably going to heal up. The Chiefs have a bye this week, and then I think he's going to probably make his debut. The Giants reporters were already saying that he's getting closer and closer, but this has been a hamstring injury for two months. Something is clearly going up. New GM, new coach, all that stuff. Not This is a new regime for the Giants. They just wanted to get rid of him. Um, I think the Chiefs had a pretty high grade on him. Yep. This is a team that has invested into McCole Hardman, who I guess you can draw parallels to. I think McCole Hardman's like a legit gadget player. I think Kadarius Tony has more upside than McCole Hardman uh, ever did. And moving forward, they really do need him. One note I, I wanted to bring up was the Chiefs this year are facing man coverage at the third highest rate. And I think that's because they don't, teams aren't really respecting this wide receiver group as much as other teams here. So uh, if you're just looking at catches against man coverage, Travis Kelsey's leaving the team with 16. Then it's Juju at 14, a huge drop. Then you get to MVS with like seven. Sky Moore's got like one. It's a, these backup tight ends. McCole Hardman has like three or four. Kadarius Tony could fix that problem. Like he's getting depth. Now we'll take some time because he's got to learn right. the playbook, all the other things. I mean, if he is dealing with hamstring injuries, this could take a couple weeks, a month. Maybe this is just for the playoffs. This could even just be a move for the future. I want to bring up exactly. the right, like next year, Juju unsigned, McCall Hardman unsigned, Travis Justin Kelsey, Watson, Justin Watson unsigned, uh, Jarek McKinnon unsigned, MVS. They can cut him, save they'll save $7 million. Uh, and comes it only comes with four million in dead money. If they want to get rid of him, they can get rid of him. Travis Kelsey will be uh, thirty-four years old. Uh, that doesn't really mean that much because he's he's unstoppable. But there's room for somebody like Kadarius Tony to thrive. So I think this is actually a better win for Dynasty than redraft. But I think it's a win for both. And on top of that, while we just praise the individual talent of Kadarius Tony when he's on the field, that's on one factor of this. The other, this was a free third-round pick that the Kansas City Chiefs received. They got two third-round compensatory selections because of Ryan Poles becoming the manager of the Chicago Bears. This is going to be one of those. So teams are already very open to trading these compensatory picks that they have in their back pocket. So I think it's just as easy to make the positive case, which we did when he's on the field. He's an unreal talent in terms of an individual isolated mover. But on the other side, having some skepticism. You know, where does he fit immediately? Where does he even fit long-term? Is this just the Chiefs saying, hey, we've seen what Juju, MVS, we haven't seen anything from Sky Moore so far this year. It could be a play to help us in these moments, make that one, two, or three isolated manufactured touch play for the rest of the season or until he learns the playbook. And then hopefully all systems go in 2023. And if that's not the case, then look, we gave up nothing for him. Yeah, I, I always think that, Future picks for a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl are less relevant. Like, yes, try to win the Super Bowl right now. And if he's going to help your chances, I think you should do it. Um, I do not like this. Like, it's kind of like a, a trap where, oh, we, we got this bonus pick. Let's just value it as like something else. Like, you should still be valuing these picks uh, just in general. But I have noticed the same thing. These like compensatory picks, teams treat them like, oh, it's just bonus picks. And they kind of like, are willy-nilly with them. I do think this is a smart move for the Chiefs, assuming that they have the right intel about Kadarius Tony and what's been going on on behind the scenes uh they've this chiefs have taken on risk for a decade now it's kind of andy reed's mo uh and for the most part they have worked out we'll see what happens here but i, I do think this is probably worth 
the risk. He brings a, a man beating element yes. to this offense that more or less doesn't have that. I think that MVS and McCole Hardman, their snaps are the most likely to decrease. I think Sky Moore is in really deep trouble at this point. And, and this is also just insurance. If Travis Kelsey gets hurt, if Juju gets hurt, all of a sudden you can bring in somebody that has a little bit of juice here. So I think he's going to play in the slot and outside. There's probably going to be a little bit of a rotation. He's kind of like the exact opposite of Juju. Who's like more, a little more reliable, less juice can play inside or outside. And I think Kadarius Tony's kind of could fit in that mold uh, to some extent. Simply put, at the very least, this is your Miko Hardman replacement for 2023. Yeah. A guy who has speed, doesn't have the wiggle that Kadarius Tony has, who has not learned how to play the wide receiver position. In fact, I would say as a pure route runner, Kadarius Tony is already a better player mm-hmm. than Miko Hardman. Miko has years and years and years in the playbook, and Tony does not. But in the end, worst case scenario is you manufacture touches for him, like we saw with the three jet sweeps last week. And you can create splash plays off of that. I have more optimism for this year than just that, though. You know? And maybe it's because of my bias. And I can't quit them. And if all of you, hopefully, are subscribed to and follow the Twitter handle, underdog underscore underscore NFL, for the news. Because I got a notification, was able to get Kadarius Tony as my last bench spot in multiple leagues. Because he had been benched and dropped in multiple leagues. Um, I, I'm willing to eat that risk in order to get oh what God, the yeah. potential upside is in this case. It's not a one-for-one Tyreek Hill replacement. I'm not looking for that at all. Um, but it is a unique talent with an incredible skill set who thrives in the ball in his hands attached to a quarterback and namely a play caller who knows how to get the football into players' hands when he mm-hmm. wants to get it there. And I, I'm willing to to live off of that here are my week eight rankings just as a ballpark where where we're viewing Kadarius Tony this is not like you should sell him you should buy him because Kadarius Tony is going to be valued by your league mates at drastically different prices so there's a price that I'm willing to sell him at there's a price I'm willing to buy at like Darnell Mooney Wandale Robinson Rondale Moore Isaiah McKenzie Garrett Wilson Elijah Moore Zay Jones I think this is kind of the group grouping that I would be valuing Kadarius Tony for the rest of the season. Remember, I'm playing for first place in my fantasy. I'm not coming for fourth place. And I think that uh, a couple of these players have limited upside, like Devin Duvernay, these types, I think have limited upside. So I'm kind of in this like wide receiver 40-ish range for the rest of season. I think I like MVS is kind of in the same ballpark. I think I maybe slightly have MVS, but I think we're close. I would definitely have Juju over Kadarius, um, but I would rather have Kadarius over like McCoy. McCole Hardman's, I mean, like wide receiver 40s territory. Where are you? For, for the final minute of this, I, I think it might be worthwhile just to answer some of the questions of people in the chat having them since these are like the real life possibilities. Like, okay. here's a here's a difficult one. Would you drop Curtis Samuel, Wandale Robinson, or Michael Gallup for Kadarius Tony? Man, I, I think we're, we're this is like the right tier. Right. Like, I, w- I would not drop George Pickens for Kadarius Tony. I'd rather have George Pickens. The other thought here from Carolina Kane, Juju is a wide receiver one. First of all, it's Travis Kelsey as the wide receiver one. And then in zone coverage, Juju is going to do the best of that. But at the same time, he's also been their best man beating wide receiver at the same time, which I think says more about their wide receiver grouping than it does Juju Smith-Schuster's uh, skill set, if that's the right way of putting it. 
Um, like this one from Sean. I just dropped Hunter Renfro for KRD 70. 100% would do mm-hmm. that. I would do that too. 100% would uh would make that move. Um, what about real quick, Wandale Robinson? Like right now, I have him as my wide receiver 40. This is clearly good news for Wandale Robinson. I do, I still think that Wandale Robinson's ceiling is capped. And like I said, I think it was like the week seven uh show. I said Wandale Robinson's median projection is higher than Kadarius Tony, but Kadarius Tony has better odds of winning your league. So that's kind of the debate we were having here. And if you're not, if this is just somebody that you're throwing on the end of the bench, yes, keep them on there because a lot of the people on your bench don't have that high of ceilings like it's it comes back to like that insurance debate uh with the running back positions very similar to, to Kadarius Tony so I, I don't want to get too carried away like the odds are still relatively low that he does win your league but he does have the chance to especially if something ever happens to Juju or Travis Kelsey John Dotson or Kadarius Tony I'm going Kadarius Tony I'll go to I'll go Tony like this one's like drop acres for Tony yes good great I think we covered it. Um, one final note with all of these wide receivers getting huge price tags, and that's why they're being traded across the league. Name the Kansas City Chiefs having to do that with you know Tyree Kill this mm-hmm. past offseason. Uh, Tony's making 780000 this year, $1.9 million in 2023, and then $2.5 million in 2024. And they're able to pick up a fifth year option in 2025. Yep. You know, so it's such a low risk from a free third round compensatory selection to then take the shot and take the swing if everything works back. And I think it's pretty clear that the hamstrings weren't the number one reason why he was not playing on the New York giants, because then once he was available and never put on injured reserve, mind you never put on injured reserve because something like this could always happen. Yep. And I think the chiefs are going to point to Tyree kill and just be like, Hey, if you clean up, all, all anything that's behind the scenes, you can get paid at the highest rate in the NFL. So um, I think it's it's a right, it's a good landing spot for Kadarius. Love it. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed it, first time on the channel, be sure to check out everything else around here. Subscribe, like, up the villa. We'll talk to you all soon. Hit that thumbs up button. See ya.